welcome to the grappling review where we talk and nerd about all things grappling news products and events that are happening uh i'm your host gabe and today i am joined by a good friend of mine johnny tama say hi johnny how's it going guys <laughs> so um you know one quick one one thing that i kind of wanted to like kind of start off is how's how's actually covid affecting you in before we kind of get into the, the the meat and potatoes of our conversation here like we were just kind of talking a little bit about you know covid and all that stuff and it seems like we're finally kind of getting close to you know coming out of this and stuff but you know how's it how's it been affecting you your family and all that stuff back home uh well my family thank god they're very healthy so i only know my cousin had like uh she test positive just a few days ago but you know, oh, wow. she she's young, so nothing to be worried about so far. So for what I know, but but then that's for my family, do pretty well. Uh, I am doing okay, you know, uh, navigating through this whole quarantine pandemic situation. Uh, uh, there's a lot of I'm kind of confused with a lot of like the information and the misinformation there is around. So uh but you know i'm trying to stay positive keep on training eating healthy uh staying active staying active yeah i've been competing thank god uh uh i've been able to to stay in the scenario you know competing every every month at least twice a month so uh, i'm pretty happy about it because it's like a really really I feel really special to be able to do it, you know, so I'm grateful and it makes me want to, you know, train harder and stay motivated. And it feels yeah, I like... mean, you were, you were one of the first ones kind of like competing out of the whole COVID situation. I think there was oh, a for real, like people. I was yeah, that... in the first card uh, for fight to win. Uh, I was the main yeah. event for the first pandemic. Uh, for the, sorry, excuse me. The, the first event after the pandemic. Right, exactly. So. So yeah, man, it's it's a privilege, and I feel very honored. And, and you know, for that reason, I'm always trying to, to, you know, stay. Yeah, just kind of stay there, like fighting. And I mean, that kind of speaks to like your personality and the way that you are in general. Where like you know, it's like you want to go out there and like you know, you know, kill or be killed, and you just you know, you do it like for the love of competition. It seems like, um, and always like you know, with that aggressive, you know, put me out there kind of attitude. So, um, which kind of like goes into, you know, your recent match that you just had with, uh, Hanato Canudo at, uh, mm-hmm. third coast grappling and whatnot. And I want to talk a little, little bit about that. Yeah. Um, you know, before we do again, you know, the, the match was amazing. I think that you had, you know, you guys had like the best match of the night as far as like the back and forth, the, 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 the scrambles, everything about it. Um, Talk to me a little bit about how, like, what your mindset was to prepare for Canudo. Because I'm not sure. Have you have you faced him before? Uh, yeah, we actually fought at the Pan American Finals when I was a purple belt. When we were purple belts mm-hmm. in 2014, he I think he was like 18, 19 years old. I can remember he was young. We we have like two three years difference. Uh, but in that match, I was able to to win. I think six four something like that so you know that was six years ago so i wasn't thinking ah and he was with the gi so i wasn't yeah, thinking it was yeah. gonna be the same fight you know he 
Right. He's grown to be a very, a very talented athlete, you know, with lots of success in the scenario, you know. Uh, personally, uh, there wasn't, I wasn't scared. I wasn't, you know, I was kind of more worried about uh, cutting weight, you know, because I kind of right. got bigger on the quarantine. Uh, I started lifting a lot of weight. <laughs> and I wasn't going to say, I wasn't going to mention it, but it looks like, uh, you know, you put on a little bit of meat there, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm... Uh, I'm back to the one set, the 170, so that's cool. So yeah. I'm I'm bigger in muscle, so that makes me kind of stoked. Right, right, right. I might be able to capitalize that advantage on, on my on my competitors, but right, especially in the lightweight. But the lightweight Canuto, man, for I knew uh, from my point of view, if I were him and I I was fighting, I was getting the rematch. I was waiting for six years to happen, you know. <laughs> Because <laughs> sometimes he jokes, says like, "Oh, you took the only Pan Am's finals that I that I was able to make. You took the you took the gold medal." I was like, "Ah, yeah, man, it's funny." You uh, know, that's funny. Like, like that's some history that I didn't really realize. You know, that, that, that kind of people that only kind of... see black belt, no? You know? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It happened. We fall, dude. I I also, of course, like I say, it's the same situation with Canuto. Like they don't know, but I I fought Craig Jones once and tapped him out. So it's like I'm not saying like I tapped him today, but You know, it's like it's the things that they've been it's been rolling for a minute. These fights that are happening today right. uh, in the black belt division and the, uh, or the in the show that they're putting in the floor grabbing stuff. They, these fights they happen already, you know, years ago. And yeah, I think people forget that like there's a history. There's 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 like six to ten years possibly before you even get to the black belt, you know, show. I I don't and all normally, the matches that happen then, you know. I don't normally sh I don't normally rant into athletes so often but there's a few that i run twice or three times and you know sometimes he'll win i'll win sometimes he'll tap me i'll tap him it's mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. you know like how it is so this time canuto was able to capitalize a ref decision uh, it was a very intense match i'll say intense because uh at the beginning he took my back i was able to escape so it, it put me right, like in this right. like oh shit wake up it surprised me you know but well he tried to submit me but i was able to use his submission attempt as uh opening to escape and mm -hmm. and set up you know stuff he was constantly walking out of bounds like sorry walking in direction of out of bounds uh playing guard sometimes which is really rare to see him if you see all his yeah, he's on guy. the he yeah. wants to wrestle he wants to pass. yeah but he he wants like with my style pass. yeah 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 he told me like uh, i actually had this conversation with him I was like yo like you pulled out on purpose to fuck with my head but <laughs> no man three years ago you would have totally fucked with my head but today uh i feel very well-rounded man i wasn't this well-rounded three years ago when I, when i first moved for real to america I spent with like a, a month with you. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was just a guard player in that time. I had no wrestling, no, no. I would say my, my basic jiu-jitsu wasn't as sharp as it is today. Mm -hmm. uh, well, wrestling, I, I got some more judo, standing game. So I feel more confident. And I, well, man, I wasn't pulling guard every time. I was trying to, you know, stay on my feet, fighting. Right, there right. were some crazy scrambles out there. Uh, I remember... This is the only call I'll say I'm very upset about at, at the tournament or the referees. 
But, you know, we're humans and we make mistakes. Well, so, so that's kind of what I wanted to ask you. Like, your mindset was, and and I kind of want to have a little bit of understanding myself, um, is, is the rule basically like if you attempt a guard pull and the referee doesn't consider it a guard pull, is it the referee's job to let you know to stand up or, like, wave you up and stuff or basically, like, not call it a guard pull or... Yeah, they like have to how, give you a, give me yeah. a penalty. They give you a penalty. Or they gotta let you know that like it's not legit. They are very IVF oriented, right? But there's some modifications. So, for example, you mm-hmm. can rip a nogi, or you can slam, which right. is kind of messed up. I don't really, I don't, especially if I don't like that their coast does that because it's a flat floor and I'm not right. on top of it. But if you have a structure, well, might as well, cool. But if it, if it's a flat floor, I don't think it's dope to do that. Yeah, but I don't think that's the, the safest thing. So there's five penalties, which is different from the IBGF, right? I think IBGF four, one, uh, one. The second one is two points. The third one is sorry. The first one so is it's a penalty. Warning. Yeah. Second one is yeah. a, pe- a penalty and an advantage, a penalty and two points, and a penalty and DQ. Right. After the third. So mm. this one they give you five penalties. Uh, I got a penalty. I don't remember. I got like two penalties, and that's why Canuto took the match, I believe. But and and honestly, there was this weird guard pull that I kind of touched his hand, sat at the same time, and then you know they were like, "No, that's not a guard pull." So they gave me the penalty, and then there was this other time where I pull, and then he he kicked me, not like foot sweep me. He just kicked me. Yeah. He kicked me, right. bro. He kicked me like a couple times on my on my leg and. And I, and I felt that electricity, you know, running through my leg. I was like, yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. They hurt me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he, he... Out there doing he, some Muay Thai. He, yeah, he's been, I think. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was fine, you know. Uh, yeah. I was able to it's all in the heat of the battles. It's all about, like, you know, it's, you know, when you're in the competition, when you're in there, especially in, like, this, like, you know, with their rule set, with the golden rules section. I, I imagine that, like, when, when it goes from the regular round to the golden... The golden point. Um, well, round. I think I was doing super good the first, the first uh, round, and then the second mm-hmm. round for overtime. Uh, with I think that's where I was gonna, I was coming from when I was talking a couple minutes ago. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah. say there was this that the referees. I think they had this weird call where we start in the center of the mat, in the middle of the mat, and I kick his legs with my hooks. And then push him on the belly to come with a double leg mm-hmm. that eventually became a single leg, but uh, he ran out of bounds like on purpose. So like was fleeing kinda, the mat from yeah, the he was fleeing the mat. So I was like, huh? Yeah, that should that, that should be two. Yeah, that should be two. No, and I believe yeah. if you do that, that's two points. So I was like, right, right. God damn it, man. That was like, I, mean, I think, I think they, they do that too. I think they do that too, though. I think that like when you're fleeing the mat for like a submission or a takedown, they bring but you back it, to the, the center the, and they give the, the two points, the criteria right? Criteria for those rules are the followings. If you are picking up a guy from a submission and walking out of the ba- of the mat, that's two. Sorry, that's DQ. Yeah. Now, if you're grabbing someone's ankle and that person rolls because he's rolling in the direction of the ankle. That the way it's being tweaked or torn, uh, then it's a natural escape. Therefore, two yeah. points. Okay. But now in the takedown game or in the sweeping game, you can see that the sweep is being initiated, and then you see the person looking 
in the direction of the outside of the mat, you know. So that means he's fleeing out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. other guys that know how to play with this rule, and they'll flee out of bounds facing the situation. You understand okay. it, right? Yeah. What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they're, fleeing, this, they're fleeing, but they're looking towards the inside to make it seem like, yeah. This information I, I'm giving you made me win words. Mm-hmm. It's knowing that you can't look like you're trying to, to run away. You right. have to look like you were forced out because you were right. fighting back. Yeah. So that's like, that's what I'm saying. Like This one, I know that should be at least a penalty for that guy, but right. you know, I mean, but that's, it, that's it felt like, like they, they really the want him to win, game, bro. Yeah. Me, you feel like, uh, yeah, it felt like the flow grappling and all these people wanted him to win. So it's kind of, kind of weird feeling to be honest to have as a competitor and, you know, doing your work. Right. No, I, do, I totally understand that. And it's, I, I can imagine how difficult it is to kind of go out there and compete and make your best performance when you kind of have that in the back of your head too, you know, as far as like, you know, the, the, the trust in the referees and them making the right decision and the right calls and stuff like that. You know, I do feel like uh, the 3CG refs could, you know, do a little bit of a better job of representing knowledge. You know, I felt like uh, they didn't they didn't feel like veteran referees and judges, in my opinion. But, you know, um, hopefully they get better with that. So um, but the, the next thing that I kind of want to talk about was the was basically you know, you're Ecuadorian. Um, I met you through like years ago. I think the first time that, that we met was at um, Fabio's basement. We were doing a, uh, was that when I went a to private. do a, a private with a Sinistro, was that the first time that we met? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. 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 That's the first time that we met. It was like, I don't know, four or five years ago, whatever it was. Um, and... It was five years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like there's, there's, amazing talent that comes out of ecuador which when you hear about jiu-jitsu you obviously hear about the americans and you hear about you know brazilians because of brazilian jiu-jitsu but then like you have like a, a bunch of ecuadorians that all that all the ecuadorians that come out seem to be like absolute badasses and killers i mean roberto jimenez is ter- tearing up the scene and you know you're you're good friends with them and stuff and you guys train together and all that and and you know you kind of rep the, the same team and everything so um you know, what is it about training in Ecuador that creates these monsters, it seems like? Because you guys are all monsters. You guys are all like, I think that every single person that faces any Ecuadorian, any one of you guys from your set, at least, they're all like, you know, on edge, ready to like, ready for war, you know? So what is it about training over there that kind of creates that kind of beast? I feel like it's a people's uh, desire to be on a highlight. <laughs> or you know, is the people's desire to? I don't know, man. Like the the right word to put it would be, they see they see soccer in television and they want to see mm-hmm. the the guys like they want to emulate the guys doing it in the TV, you know. And they're like, man. Uh, so in jujitsu, you want to emulate a lot of like world champs, you know, and. Mm-hmm. and and you fed to this dream. So there's a lot of like uh, this enthusiasm uh, from people when it comes to jiu-jitsu because like they're really like the people that like jiu-jitsu in Ecuador, they're really passionate as like they love soccer. That's what I was going to say. I think I was going to, I was going to use the word passionate. It seems like you guys are super, super passionate about 
jujitsu and competing and 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 performing and stuff you know i think like uh like i said it's it's like the passion and, and also like why we came all the way here is because we, we saw this on on the screen and we were like oh we can probably do this so and and then you know there was there was the right in there were people doing the right investments and putting Mm-hmm. Uh, good seed, planting seeds in different places in Ecuador and and you know that that opened up to have the opportunity you know like yeah um, the way Soluso Professor Soluso made the circuit the, the the competition circuit around Ecuador helped the evolution big time like oh so actually I wanted to ask you about that I want to ask you about like the history like a little history lesson on jiu-jitsu in Ecuador because you know I I I, I I feel like there are plenty of people out there that see you guys representing Ecuador and Ecuadorian jiu-jitsu, but they might look at you guys um, as just some Ecuadorians that do jiu-jitsu. But a lot of people may not realize that Ecuadorian has a huge Ecuador has a huge jiu-jitsu scene, you know, um, you know, comparatively to like other, you know, South American countries and stuff aside from Brazil, obviously. Um, is, is Do you like, can you give us a little, I know that Soluso has like, I think the biggest part in promoting or growing jiu-jitsu in Ecuador, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, I would say yes, but not 100% all mm-hmm. the responsibility of the of the growth. Uh, there's a lot of vital keys in this story, like Carlos Monteverde, Roberto Vitar. These two people were like actually the pioneers, Ecuadorians that start doing jujitsu, mm. and well, eventually they got their black belts and all of that. And Roberto Vitar opened a gym while he was being a blue belt under Royce Gracie. So it was very interesting seeing how oh, wow. that grew through the years in the nineties, but not it was zero. Zero percent competition. It was just pure self defense over there. So then, eventually, there was this black belt called uh, Frey Sucata, who was an Argentinian Brazilian, if I'm not wrong. And well, he he was hired to teach in this gym that was inside of this prestigious uh, college back home. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would start to teach courses there, and and well, man, it started to grow a grow growing group a group, and then well. Little by little, all the groups were coming out on the scene, and and then eventually they were fighting against each other, and then the group break, uh, th- these groups started to break, and then they joined forces, and then you know Soluso comes to the picture, like right after Sukata leave. So I mean that's were, like how it happens in a lot of places, right? I mean, like there's a group, it's, it's, the story and then keeps they break on up. repeating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story History keeps on repeating. repeating. Yeah, yeah. So. So Soluso basically grabbed a whole bunch of dudes that didn't have a coach and grab another group of people that want him as a coach. So boom, he put these people together, alliance. At even even it even made sense to call it alliance because you know it was <laughs> alliance yeah, they two, created two, an alliance. Two yeah. genes of that it was a the union of two genes that didn't like each other. So, oh I'm, really? They didn't they didn't like each I'm other? Very, like they I'm were being very brief with this. I'm kind of like no no no. Of course of course. But, but yeah, that's still very interesting, though, you know, because again, like Sinistro started training at that time because uh, his brothers were part of uh, Sukata's group. And then 
they were the ones that wanted Soluso to teach them to and and then they convinced the other part the other group to join. Really? So, wow, I did not know that at all. Yeah, I used like a it took a, f- a few years to get these people together, right? And then mm-hmm. man, Alliance Star, Soluso Soluso knows how to tell he knows how to tell you a tale. And that's why he told people a tale about, you know, they were champions in Brazil that train with him. So he was saying, saying he was saying to people these tales about quote unquote the 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 Cristiano Ronaldo in Jiu Jitsu will be, mm-hmm. I don't know, let's say Cobriña. Mm-hmm. So he will talk about Cobriña, people will be like, Wow, so you know this world champion, you know this figure. So he will tell the stories about how he'll be in training or going to competitions, you know. Because that's the YouTube lifestyle, you know, hanging out with your yeah. friends and teammates and yeah. and doing shit that you like. So he was kind of sharing stories. You were like, wow, man, these people are very human and and they also do these amazing things. So that kind of start to create this. Uh, you didn't feel like. It never felt feel like they were gods. In, in, yeah, it never felt like it was just you're never going to reach that point. So. Yeah, man. That's and then an we... interesting thing. That's actually an interesting thing. I think a lot of people forget that these, you know, competitors, these people that are that that may seem large in their lives, the uh, you know, the masters, so to speak, and stuff like that. You forget that, like, outside of the dojo, outside of the uh, the academy, they're still human beings, and they still like you know regular people. Really, you know, it's not you know a lot of this stuff is achievable. You know, so and 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 you see that especially now that jujitsu is kind of moving towards a little bit more of the professional uh, competition league with so many, um, you know, new promotions that are paying for the competitions and, and for the competitors and for the matches and stuff like that. I think that you're able to see that, like, greatness is actually attainable and achievable by anyone that's willing to put in the work. I mean, you're evidence of someone that puts in the work and gets to where you are. I mean, you know, you you ended up, winning nogi worlds last year in in very convincing fashion a exciting fashion too you didn't do it by just like kind of playing the borders and you know edging it out you you really went for it you know so um you've evolved yourself into this competitor that everyone else now looks at you as you know someone that's in that position right so um you're like perfect evidence for that no um i feel like a who, who, if you really want to do something, you're going to find a way. And if you kind of want it, you're going to put an excuse. So if you really want it, you're going to find a way no matter what. There's always a way. You. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand there's people that are in extreme circumstances or there's like, but work with what you got. So that's kind of how mm-hmm. I fail. And well, so Luso, uh, like I said, he sold this story and then we just believe it and keep on working. And then, you know, Sinistra and I, we, we jump as, you know, Ecuadorians, younger, young, young Ecuadorian kids, you know, adults, young adults, like 20 years Sinistra moved here when he was 18, I was like 22. So he jumped and, and, and seeing him jump, I was like, okay, I gotta go with him because if he's able to do it, why can I? Yeah, why can't you, so, right? Uh, then 
well, Gacho was here already. He he was a little more. He was older than us. He was like thirty something when we were twenties. So he already has Roberto, and Roberto was a baby when he moved here. Not like a yeah, baby, but like a, guys like that a don't fan. know who Gacho is. Gacho is the really the the the, the guy that's really really loud in Roberto's corner and Johnny's <laughs> corner too. <laughs> so. So Gacho, Gacho moved to Miami, I think, and then he ended up establishing Houston, where he stayed a few years, I think 10 years or something like that. Roberto was staying when he moved, and, well, then he moved to Vegas. And, and everywhere they go, they find success because they're good people and, and they just want to do what they like, jiu-jitsu, you know? Yeah. But Gacho yeah. was one also of the, of the examples, you know, for me and Leo, the sinister brother, these people mm -hmm. that – these people that – went to brazil and trained with these people to the, the world champions to to find out about the story Soluso was telling them right and and yeah man we started competing and then you know it was just brazilians at the at first you know and a few americans and then eventually started to be some ecuadorians and then some europeans and then you know 10 years later uh, since i started training it's like it's a worldwide thing of course, I feel like there's some countries that are remarkable for jiu-jitsu outside, outside of Brazil, besides Brazil and the United States, uh, like Norway, Ecuador, Norway's Australia. Norway's got some talent, man. Norway's definitely, mm -hmm. it's amazing talent that's coming out of nowhere, Norway. So, yeah, you know, like, I feel like I'm very proud to be part of that story, and and I'll say Soluso, the two other brothers, Gacho, and well, Vitar, they are like really, really important pieces of the story when it comes to like competition and you know, going out there and show and show who we really are as a f fighters. You know, like mm -hmm. Ecuadorians, I feel like they're really good in judo too, man, and wrestling. It's like I just we think it seems like Ecuadorians that just have like that fighting spirit, like that that mm -hmm. like. You know that like like go hard spirit. You know I, mean, I mean, man, we were we were we were basically conquered by Spain, and these Spanish people they came here and raped all the women and killed everybody. So I feel like we have that <laughs> rage inside goes. of us <laughs> a little bit. I feel like we, we Latin America Latin America people feel feel that way. Yeah, I think so. I think that you like uh, there's always some sort of like rage inside a. Uh, you know, for these past transgressions and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, and another thing that like, you know, aside from like jujitsu, you've got like, you know, a, a few things, obviously, you know, like with COVID right now and, and, and everything going on, there's always, you know, there, there it kind of certain situation like this kind of force you to evolve and, and stuff like that. And I see that you got like a bunch of stuff coming out here and there, you know, kind of like developing like a personal brand. Um, you know, I mean, I saw you had you had a collaboration with uh, Albino and Preto, uh, with uh, your rash guard and your shorts. Yeah, um, uh, well, RV is has been my sponsor for years, and you know, uh, he... yeah. Tell me a little bit about that relationship. Tell me how, like, I oh, mean, yeah, you you you've been with RV for, for yeah for like the longest time and stuff. Um, you know, what's it like, kind of, you know, being with the cool kids. <laughs> oh man well first of all i don't think we think we cool kids we just who we are and you know we do the thing uh rv is very kind he's always like wanting to help and supporting uh 
man, I don't know. I feel like we're in the same vibe, so it's pretty easy to get along. He loves jujitsu. He sees me working, so he supports. And he also loves like that we're different. You know, he comes from Guam, mm -hmm. and we come from Ecuador, which are places so far away from mainland, from from from, from United States. You know, and we are here trying, making our best. So the relationship with them is just amazing, dude. They're always. They're always supporting us. I mean, I, I know, I know, person. I know for a fact that like the the people at AMP and Shorty Roll, like their whole thing about who who they kind of let into their circles are. You gotta have the vibe. You gotta have the right vibe. You know, it's um, yeah, it, it's less about like it's less about like the name and all that stuff and accomplishments, and it's more about like the vibe. Do you guys match up and stuff like that? So yeah, because you can have all the world titles, but if, like. The Miyao for sure, but they didn't match the vibe, you know? So Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, like I said, the relationship with them is super nice. I feel very privileged to be able to represent. And 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 like I said, I match the vibe. So, therefore, it, it, it makes the, the people that like the brand seems me wearing and, you know, starts to grow. And, and so goes on with the other athletes. And that's the success of them, you know, because they right. sponsor people that match their vibe and they build community. So... That's kind of amazing, dude. I enjoy it. I, I, I've been through a lot of uh, sponsored Atlas Gym, you know, uh, AMP sponsored Atlas Gym, and they invited mm -hmm. me because they know they know me because of the network. It's kind of like a mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. a team, you know, but without saying we're a team. So right. It's pretty cool, pretty chill. You're uh, a collective. Uh-huh. And then, well, the, the, this, I always try to do stuff for, for like, I like, a lot of like the gear and stuff and i always want to like oh, have mm -hmm. my own personal logo or design and then eventually yeah. have my logo so now i have the logo decided to make a collab with ap rv allowed me to to do it my friend designed it and then we just put it out there it's gonna be released next week um, oh sweet this is perfect by the time that i this thing drops, I I'll be on, the, on, on this uniform on the dirt coast so. yeah exactly that's that's why i looked it looked dope i mean i saw Previously, you had posted up, like, I think, like, a preview of it, but we didn't get to actually see it, and then you competing in it. I think that the colorway is dope. I think, you know, your logo is hot. <laughs> yeah, I think everything, you, you just, everything is hot about it, so I can't wait to, like, kind of actually see it, um, you know, and, and post it up for everybody to, you know, kind of enjoy it and hopefully, uh, Appreciate you know, it. I'm going to have a link on my uh, profile uh, that directs, people to the store and then yeah and we'll, we'll, we'll share the link ourselves thank so you so much we'll, bro we'll, yeah man we'll put it put the link up man um i'm excited about that i'm excited about like you kind of like branching out into things outside of just competition and stuff and like these little projects and stuff and um there's not too know. many tools in jiu-jitsu that you can use uh, when it comes to make money so whatever you have you have to invest you know yeah and think and and find a way to be different you know uh, I'm, I'm beyond blessed to be able to to put like instructional videos out there, I have like three, uh, have my own uh, costume gear. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like little things that makes me happy, but also they help the pocket. They they help my pocket, you know. So uh, yes. So so talking about like your instructions and stuff like that. Um, you know, you you have like your most recent one is the aggressive open guard. I'm going through the uh, DVD. I haven't finished it, but I'm like, you know, I'm I'm in the Spider uh, or or uh, open guard. The open guard, guard. the, the nogi aggressive one. open guard. Yeah, the nogi one. Nice. Um, because nogi nogi season is is sort of upon us. You know, 
making believe that like Nogi Pan Ams is around the corner, but, but this no. is technically Nogi season that's coming up right now. Um, so it's like the perfect time as far as a mentality standpoint, but like, you know, I'm going through it. I'm enjoying a lot of stuff that I'm doing, but one thing that I'm noticing is that like, these are, these are your, your, your tried and true, you know, this is like your a game, you know, like, and, Oh and no. That's yeah. That shit's dude. That, that DVD has a lot of, a lot of concepts that are applied with the gi and they're also like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I haven't seen like a reverse real instructional or like chair guard instructional better than that one. So I'm very confident I mean, I, to say like, that I one can, is a masterpiece. Because, because I do play chair guard and stuff, and there's definitely some stuff that, that I'm that I'm picking up that is that, that's new for me. And then you're gonna uh, be like, oh, this works with the gi. Oh. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why I play chair guard because it's like it's, it, it translates to the gi and no gi you know um perfectly especially for the game that i like to play but the thing that 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 kind of surprises me is that you know i've seen a lot of instructionals and i've also trained with a lot of people that have instructionals and nothing nothing uh against you know other athletes and stuff like that but you know this is with your instructional i can see very easily that this is your a game i see you the strategy that you're displaying in your instructional DVD is the same one that you employ when you compete. So it's like you're not holding anything back, which is what makes this DVD so, so cool and compelling and interesting. You know, I mean, like, for example, you know, of course, you know, the method is, you know, win some championships and then put out an instruction explaining how you do it. But generally, people kind of hold back a little bit. Like, for example, Gordon Ryan will pull out his you know but i don't think gordon holds back anything either. no 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 no. i don't think that he holds anything back but what i what i was going to get to is that like he will put out like the leg lock system you know when he's also still employing everything else like the back take the front headlock system and the whole nine you know but just kind of like holding that back just a little bit until the later time until until he's ready to you're you're kind of putting everything out there at once which is you know awesome you know, because you're not hiding anything. You're like so, the majority of techniques that I show there, I did them in competitions. Exactly. Uh, so if you go and if you watch the DVD and then you go watch my highlight reel, you'll be like, oh, oh, ah. Uh, uh. well, I mean, I saw you compete at Nogi World, and a lot of the stuff that I saw you do in Nogi World, I saw your matches. You did. You showed in the DVD. So it's like, you know, it, it's it's proof that the stuff in the DVD works, especially the way that you structured the DVD, which is kind of a like a a strategic mindset like a b and c yeah i sat down i it took me like a, a like an hour to to write down like a map of how one to teach and then once i was in the studio it was like Rook, it just happened and honestly i feel like i could teach so more there but i feel like those were like the most important techniques that i could show can we there. expect a part two of the aggressive open guard? Because I'm not done with it, and I'm already like. No, I think I'm gonna show if I show if I was gonna if I'm gonna teach. Uh, I'm gonna probably soon release uh, instruction in Spanish. Oh, so that's, that's really on, interesting. On my website or a new website, we'll see. Depending. Oh, that's really interesting. But uh, I'm gonna have a the next one I'm teaching is gonna be single leg X guard because that's my favorite guard. But it can be top or bottom, so that's that's on my list. Single leg X guard. Oh, that's sick. That's really I sick. I mean, I, I think I, I also, but I do like the idea of like pulling out like a, a, a Spanish instructional. Um, I know that like, um, you know, with you and Sinistra, you guys have BJJ and Espanol, you know, kind of like promoting that like uh, resources for the Spanish community and Spanish countries and stuff. Um, do you think that like it would benefit 
uh, the industry to kind of have like at least subtitles or something in the instructionals. I think that that's something that would be kind of important to have, no? No. When it comes to the the one in Spanish, the reason why I'm doing it in Spanish is because like uh, the other companies, like Fanatics or Jitsu mm -hmm, mm -hmm. didn't want to translate. Uh, Videos actually did with Sinistro. Sinistro has like mm -hmm. English, then double to Spanish and double to Japanese. So Sinistro has. Wait, that is Budo Video still around? Yes and no. Because I was going to say, I mean, I remember Budo Videos was like the first place to, to get like jujitsu resources, DVDs and, you know, competition videos, commentary and all that. Before there was Flow Grappling, there was Budo Videos. But, exactly. Well, yeah. they, they, they still sell stuff. They still have the website. They, they sell a lot of things. So Sinistro has El Arte Suave, Modern Jiu-Jitsu with Francisco Iturralde. And mm. that one is in Japanese, Spanish, cool. and English. Yeah, man. And That's super cool, man. That's why I wanted just to do one in Spanish for, for the people, you know. Right. I think that's awesome. I think that's amazing. I can't wait for that to come out so we can kind of like promote it as well. Thank I mean, you. For those of you guys that don't know, I'm Dominican, even though I was born and raised in New York. Uh, but I do have friends and family, or rather mainly friends in the Dominican Republic that train and stuff. And, you know, I'm sure that they would appreciate a uh, Spanish instructional. So um, that'd be super cool. Mm -hmm. um so i mean aside you got the instructional coming out what what is, is there anything else what else you, what else is on the horizon for you like what matches you got coming up if you have anything lined up um or what's in the future for johnny like what do you where do you see yourself in the next few months next few years i don't i don't, you know? I don't i'm not thinking like that anymore I, will, i was very trapped on that mentality like i have to plan or you know have all these ideas and okay. situations kind of like structuring my mind so i know where i'm going but at this point bro the way things are uh, with this pandemic and well yeah i mean the whole I don't, world I don't, I don't, i'm not making plans <laughs> yeah it's More impossible than to make I, plans i have to go to sleep tonight that's it that's, that's the only <laughs> thing i know at this point and 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 i'm kind of trying to make the best out of it uh i have a fight at the end of the month hopefully Uh, if they because they, they wanted me to fight next week but I, i was dealing with a lot of personal stuff that i have to take care of so you know understandable take, always uh, yeah man I, i put a lot of things on the side uh, my personal life sometimes is on the side because of jiu-jitsu man and mm -hmm. well this year i feel like I, i was able to balance it a little bit more since you know i had to be forced to stop because of the pandemic right but um End of the month, hopefully, if I to win, I'm going to do the Grand Slam in Abu Dhabi. I'm trying to see if they still When's accept the Grand my... Slam? End of the month in September and okay. the week before, the weekend before that. So the third weekend of September, Austin Open. So I'm trying to see if they will let me sign up. I'm going to see you in Austin. I'm going to be I in Austin. I signed up, but I didn't pay. But since I'm a world champ, there I have to send an email so I can say, oh, guys, I forgot to send the email, you know. It's been a minute. I mean, I, I hope they let you in. Yeah, I mean, they they close this super fast. Like, I was yeah. planning on signing up myself, but I have a student that's uh signed up. And Dude, it's a lot of people wanting to fight that. I call that shit yeah. Austin words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, because that's the only other idea you have happening, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, there's gonna be one more the, the following weekend. But where? 
mm, can't remember the location, but go check in the IBGF site. Yeah, I, th I thought I checked and I only saw Austin. I mean, um, but yeah, like Austin is definitely going to be this year's Worlds. No, it's going to pop up. It's gonna, it's gonna, be <laughs> gonna pop off. It's gonna be dope. But I mean, I'm gonna be there, so I'm hopefully I'm gonna see you there. Well, they say Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. There's gonna be an IBJF in Oklahoma City. Yes, sir. What in the world? Uh, <laughs> I don't even well, know. Oklahoma, Oklahoma is north of Texas, so I yeah, guess no, I know. they're pretty chill about you know. Yeah, thing. that's probably it's probably more of that. It's probably the fact that like they're in a region that's more relaxed about the rules. Yeah. So, so. that's what they're doing right now, and. Um, I might do the. I want to do the Austin Open, Nogi, because I want to get some points so I can be ranked top te top ten in the IBGF and get like a like a like a certificate saying that I was mm -hmm. top ten in the world. Well, I mean, it's, it's crazy to me that you wouldn't automatically be there, considering that you're the Nogi. No, it's because of the ranking system. It's a ranking. It's a ranking yeah, system. Yeah. So I have to do opens to have points to qualify. I just right. need a few points. Like I need to win one or two, and I'm and I'm in. Uh, but yeah, Gabe, that's kind of like the plan. Um, no, no, I don't know what's gonna happen in, in October. October is my birthday. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but other than those terms I just mentioned, that's it. Super one super fight and two tournaments that I'm trying to do. No seminars lined up. No, right now I. I'm I mean, not I know that the world is kind of slowly opening up, but guys, we got to get a seminar for this guy, man. This guy. <laughs> You know, if you just take a look at the aggressive open guard, you're gonna want this guy there to explain the finer details. I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> I, I people people are people are trying to save the money right now, so I'm just waiting for the opportunity to open. I thought a couple seminars here and there with Roberto, he actually helped me. Right, that's true. Uh, actually, to share match with him and and get to know people that are not afraid. Yeah, of this bullshit. <laughs> Well, Johnny, I mean, I, I you know, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to, like, you know, speak with me and catch up with me. It's been a minute since we kind of caught up and all that. It's been a minute since we've trained. Uh, so I hope yeah. that, like, that that's one thing that I want to do starting next year is that, like, and I kind of regret, you know, before the pandemic, I was taking a lot of trips out to Cali to train with Cobrinia and stuff and to train with uh, a few other, you know, friends, you know, that are at Cobras and all that. But I didn't, like, take the time to, like, venture out to other areas. And, you know, now that like, you know, with the pandemic, now that you can't do it, it's like now I want to do it more. Right. So one thing that I'm promising myself is that I'm definitely going to like take more trips outside of just going to L.A. and and whatnot and, and be a little bit more open with my schedule if I can. So I can get some training in with uh, you, Cini and, you know, Roberto and, and everyone else that I can. So um, I miss you a ton. So. I don't know if it's noticeable, but you are the first person that I'm interviewing. <laughs> no, miss you too, bro. I've been wanting to come for so long, and this year I wanted to spend some time in New York, and you know this bullshit happened. I want I want to go there, spend some time with you guys, and and Sata, and the, the crew in Parkland, and 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 the dojo. Yeah, for so, sure, man. You know, it will happen soon, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully sooner than later. All right, sooner than later. But we'll yeah. see, man. I, I'm I'm very grateful that you called me today and invited me. So I'm going to Nah, man, thank you for taking hard. the time. And, and to everyone else out there, man, uh, if you guys enjoy the podcast, if you guys, you know, um, you know, like what you hear and all that stuff, please, you know, like, share, subscribe, follow us. Um, tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your grandmoms, tell everyone about us. Uh, we're going to have a lot more content coming with you. 
coming coming to you guys soon and all that. So, you know, thank you guys for checking us out, and I catch you guys next time. Oh, peace.